The New England Patriots are back in the win column for the first time in 2022 with a 17-14 victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers. It wasn't perfect, but there are plenty of positives to be taken away. Stay tuned. You're about to be locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you, Foxborough faithful, and thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots not only a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage, but also your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On Patriots is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, so smash that subscribe button and download, subscribe to, and follow Locked On Patriots wherever you get your audio podcasts. Pats fans, thank you very much for joining me here on this post-game positivity episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast, a bonus Sunday episode for your Monday morning commute. And absolutely, it is positivity time, folks, because your New England Patriots were victorious in week two over the Pittsburgh Steelers, looking much more comfortable and efficient, 17 to victory at Acreshore Stadium. That's a mouthful, folks. Uh, It really isn't, but it's just A little getting used to, considering we've been calling it Heinz Field for so long, but the Patriots are able to get a win in the Steel City. And as the old saying goes, sometimes good enough is enough to win. And boy, that is true for your New England Patriots on Sunday. I am your host, Mike DeBate. I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated. Please download, subscribe to follow Locked on Patriots wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, smash that subscribe button on YouTube. Folks, Mac Jones put a week's worth of back spasms, stomach illness behind him, threw for 253 yards and a touchdown, as again, the New England Patriots score a 17-14 victory on Sunday over the Pittsburgh Steelers. And a lot of us were wondering what Mac was going to look like. Even our guest yesterday on Saturday here on the pod, Dr. Kyle Trimble, said that his health could go either way. Back spasms, stomach illness, they can kind of pop up out of nowhere at any time. And Max's performance was far from perfect, but was much better than what we saw in week one. And as a result, your New England Patriots now move to one and one on the 22 seas on the 2022 season. And in the process, they also preserved a streak that has yet to see them lose consecutive games to start a season since 2001. So kudos on the Patriots for coming away with this victory. 500th victory for Robert Kraft as owner of the New England Patriots. Definitely a big moment for him. Um, Game ball was awarded to Mr. Kraft after the game. So definitely a lot of smiles in the New England Patriots locker room. And we'll start with the offensive observations because they were a lot better than they were in week one against the Miami Dolphins last week. Again, folks, Mac Jones' performance, not perfect, but much better than that which he put forth in his season opener. Now, it is important, I know this is positivity, and we are taking a page out of the principle of positivity, our good friend, Miss Claire Clazy Claire Cooper, who will be joining us here this week. Claire, I know you're listening. Thank you for lending us some positivity on today's episode. It does have to be noted that Pittsburgh was without its primary quarterback disruptor, and that's T.J. Watt. 
big linebacker, reigning defensive player of the year, sack totals, everything. T.J. Watt is a tremendous, tremendous football player. And without him, you saw the difference in the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense. They failed to generate any sort of sustained pass rush against Mac Jones. And Steelers also did not record a single sack. So a lot of Mac's critics will point to that. But I tell you, Take a look at what Mac did, and that's exactly what he was supposed to do. Showed greater poise in the pocket. He effectively delivered the ball, especially over the middle. Some are going to question that decision on the pass against cover two, intercepted by Steelers safety Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, we were all yelling at the situation at that time, folks. That's going to correctly be second-guessed. That definitely is decision-making that is on Mac. But overall, I thought he showed enough improvement to yield optimism heading into week three. I think he quelled any lingering doubt about his health. And overall, I think Mac Jones put forth a decent performance. Good enough to win. Probably need to see better from him if he wants to be on the winning side of some of these upcoming games that are going to be a lot tougher, starting with this one coming up on Sunday at the home opener. A little too early to start talking about the Baltimore Ravens there, folks, but we will talk about that on Locked On Patriots here this week. But for right now, let's keep things positive. And not just quarterback play was positive for the New England Patriots. The wide receivers also took advantage of that weakened pass rush of the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, and they really stepped it up. You want to talk about guys that really showed their mettle Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers, combining for 205 yards on 15 catches. Aguilar, of course, finding the end zone toward the end of the first half. Impressive touchdown grab, 40-plus yards on a bullet from Mac Jones. Even though he was still underutilized, and that surprised me a little bit, too, that Kendrick Bourne wasn't targeted more or at least saw more opportunity, he again made the most of his time on the field. 22 offensive snaps, two catches, 16 yards. So all in all... Kendrick is starting to re-ingratiate himself into the Patriots' offense. Good day for the wide receivers. Not perfect, but much better than we've seen, and a lot of promise coming out of that group. So keep your sharp eye on the Patriots' wide receivers. Things are only going to get better from here. Notice I haven't mentioned Devontae Parker. I'm not quite ready to give up on Devontae just yet, but again, we need to see him get a little more comfortable in the Patriots' offense, and I think he will eventually. Give some well-deserved kudos, folks, as long as we're staying positive, again, <laughs> to the offensive line. And I've been a part of it. I think we've all been a part of it here in New England. A sea of negative media coverage engulfing this offensive line, just basically maligning them for how they played up until this point, especially a lackluster effort yes, uh, last week against the Miami Dolphins. Well, they put out a solid day today. They protected well against the run and protected well against the pass. If I'm handing out a game ball on this offensive line, I know a lot of you are probably going to say Trent Brown. I'm going to get to Trent in just a minute, but I really want to give some well-deserved accolades to Cole Strange. This kid continues to prove that he is worth that late first rounder that the Patriots used on him. He not only fell into rhythm with the Patriots offensive line by being that pulling guard that you need for the running game to get on track, but he also demonstrated a knack for picking up pressures. He used his strength. He used his athleticism to reach the second level of Pittsburgh's defense. And again, I thought he played a great game. Really impressed by what I'm seeing early, this early, especially from Cole Strange. Mentioned Trent Brown a couple of moments ago. You cannot forget Trent Brown because he rebounded from a, what I would call subpar performance last week against Miami. He was a key contributor, providing Mac Jones more time in the pocket to operate. 
he was also, I think, the primary force behind the line stout blocking for New England's 13-play, 46-yard drive to drain the remaining 6 minutes and 33 seconds off the clock. The Patriots chose not to use the 4-minute drive to accelerate, risk something happening. They were going to grind it out and basically make the Pittsburgh Steelers take the ball away from them. Old-school Patriots football, and it worked. And Trent Brown was a big reason why. His size, his position, really helped to spring several of the Patriots' weak side zone runs in the closing moments of the fourth quarter. Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson coming up big in those situations, and big Trent Brown was a reason why. So overall, a good day for the offensive line. Isaiah Wynn had a couple of questionable calls, but overall, I thought he played okay. So did Michael Wainu. David Andrews, always solid in center. So all in all, the Patriots' offensive line looked much better as well. Another unit that I thought looked pretty good for the New England Patriots was their running game. And they, to me, showed promise for the first time this season. Running game basically went nowhere last week, but Damian Harris from Andre Stevenson ran so well as a team this week. And the reason is, is that the Patriots essentially went back to basics. They've had success with those power gap runs so long, and they really have had more success doing that than going into the outside, even inside zone. When they do what they do well, this New England offense can run and run efficiently, and they have two runners that can really do the job. And that's exactly what they did on Sunday. The Patriots found greater success against Pittsburgh's 3-4 front by going heavy on the downhill schemes. And they only use zone occasionally. And I think this is a good formula for them to use going forward. Again, Harris Stevenson ran the ball, combining for 118 yards on 24 carries, one touchdown, of course, by Damian Harris. And ultimately, the New England Patriots ran the ball efficiently enough for them to be considered the victor in this matchup. But it wasn't all about the offense, folks. The defense had their moments as well including a drive of the game that really should go to the special teams. Given some defense and special teams kudos when this post-game positivity episode, bonus episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Patriots fans, we are breaking down and analyzing the Patriots' 17-14 victory in Week 2 of the 2022 NFL season over the Pittsburgh Steelers. And in the previous segment, I talked a little bit about the offense and the positivity that needs to be taken from it. And boy, after the performance they put out against the Dolphins in Week 1, we needed some positivity. I am proud to say that we got some. Again, I'm not saying it's perfect, folks. There's still a lot of work to do. But if we're building here... The Patriots do show things that you can build on. And right now, we're about positivity. We'll get into negativity a little bit later this week. But right now, let's ride the era of good feelings on a victory Sunday night into Monday morning. And the defense deserves a lot of credit as well. Once again, not a perfect performance from them, but positives were abound on defense. And the one thing that I really liked seeing was the alignment of the defensive backfield. They started out in that big nickel package, with a, which they really liked to do. They got the five defensive backs out there, Jonathan Jones, Jalen Mills at the outside corner, Miles Bryant aligning in the slot. He led the team with tackles, uh, I believe eight tackles um, that, uh, that he um, put forth in this game. And then Jack Jones and Sean Wade getting his Sean Wade getting his first action of the 2022 season. These guys all mixed in and helped to secure that perimeter. There were moments where they did look a little out of place, but for the most part, they provided pretty good coverage. And the one thing that I can say about this group is they always find themselves in pretty good position. 
that's something that is not as coachable as being able to finish plays, be a little bit more physical, or really just learn the fundamentals. When you find yourself in position an awful lot, it shows you have an understanding. And I think the Patriots defensive backfield is well on its way to doing that. Little scare for the New England Patriots in the second half when Kyle Duggar went down with what was called a knee injury. More on Kyle in just a moment, folks. But Jabril Peppers came in and I thought did a great job of weathering the storm. Adrian Phillips was around, Devin McCourty. And then when you've got Peppers that can come up and play that physical style, he shows you how valuable he is as well. Three tackles for Jabril, including a key stop of Pittsburgh running back Jalen Warren, which really saved uh, a, I think, what could have been a touchdown drive. No question about it. Pittsburgh had to kick the field goal. Yes, the field goal was good, but three as opposed to seven. Definitely you take that any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Patriots definitely did that, and they came out on top as a result. If I'm given a defensive game ball here, folks, I've got to give it to Matthew Judon without any question. One of New England's most complete defenders on Sunday. He logged four total tackles, one of which went for a loss. Big sack on Mitch Trubisky and, of course, an impressive fourth quarter pass breakup intended for Steelers running back Najee Harris. I was internally calling it the Willie Mays type play because he didn't look at the ball. He just essentially kept going for Najee. He sensed where it was going to be, put a good hit on him, and broke up the pass. And again, if that pass is completed, it could have changed the trajectory of this game. So Matthew Judon stepped up big time. I thought he had a phenomenal game on defense. But I also want to give a little love to Mac Wilson, who I thought demonstrated great field awareness, that high football IQ that you heard about when the Patriots traded for him from Cleveland. You heard about Bill Belichick raving about Mac Wilson, knowing always where to be on the football. That was evident in his tipping of Trubisky's ill-advised second quarter throw. Really don't know what he was doing there. It was intended for Deontay Johnson, probably not the best decision by Mitch, but the ball fell right into the hands of Jalen Mills, who was also in great position, and the Patriots were definitely cooking on that regard. So give a lot of credit to Mac Wilson, stepped it up big time. This is what the Patriots saw in this kid, and in my opinion, I think you're only going to see more of that moving forward. All in all, Pat's defense did a great job of containing Trubisky, 21 of 33 passing, 168 yards, one touchdown and one interception. So you really can't fault the Patriots defense here. Yeah, there was some breakdowns. There was still some miscommunications and still some areas that needed to be worked on. But again, a better effort from the Patriots on the preventive side of the ball once again. But if we're talking drive of the game or play of the game, it probably came from the special teamers, from the most unlikely of sources, the guy that not a lot of people had on their opening training camp 53-man roster projections, and that is Brendan Schooler, and I'm going to get to Brendan in just a moment, because New England's final points of the day actually came with 358 left in the third quarter, but it's how they got those points that was so impressive. Facing a fourth and nine at their own 43-yard line, Jake Bailey boots a 37-yarder to a former Patriot and my former man who made that man a gunner, Ashelski. And if you're new to Pitney Locked On Patriots podcast, Check out my Twitter feed. You'll see what I mean. I really have a special affinity for Gunnar Oshelski and a certain Spaceballs the movie meme that I think you guys are going to like. It turned into a GIF file, and it's kind of become my thing. But if I encourage you to check it out, nonetheless. But Oshelski was kind of chirping earlier this week, saying that he wanted to show out against his former teammates. Well, he showed out all right, but not the way he planned. Oshelski muffed the punt. 
that was recovered by Schooler and really, I think, showed tremendous awareness, tremendous agility to be able to be in the right place at the right time, pick the ball up, recovers it. All of a sudden, the Patriots are in business at the 20-yard line, but not so fast. An unnecessary roughness call on Steelers tight end Connor Hayward gives the Pats the ball at their own 10-yard line, meaning the Steelers' 10-yard line. And from that point on, it was the Mac Jones-Damian Harris show. Three plays, two runs for the New England Patriots, one five-yard pass play. And, of course, it's capped with a run by Damian Harris into the end zone. And that put the Patriots on top 17-6. to Even though Pittsburgh would score a later touchdown, a later two-point conversion, and really make things razor thin on the New England Patriots, they still wouldn't relinquish the lead, and the Patriots end up on top in this one, 17-14. So amazing opportunities for the New England Patriots, and they took advantage of what was given to them. They didn't play a perfect game, folks, but sometimes par is good enough to win. Patriots fans, it's always interesting, always fun to recap games, but there are always concerns coming out of those games as well. And before we wrap things up here on the Locked On Patriots podcast, we're going to discuss a couple of things on which you should be keeping your sharp eye on Monday morning, especially on the injury front, a couple of interesting ones to watch. We'll do that when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast concludes. Pats fans, once again, thank you for spending part of your Sunday evening or Monday morning here on the Locked On Patriots podcast as we continue to break down the Patriots' 17-14 victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers. My positive takeaways to take away from the game. And of course, if you're looking for in-depth analysis, the rest of the story, as I like to call it, there's only one man that gives you the hard-hitting analysis, good, bad, ugly, indecent, whatever it is, He's going to give it to you the way it is. And that is our good friend, the Count of Murphy Fisto himself, the legendary Thomas Murphy, is joining me here on Monday to break down this victory even further. But first, folks, before Murph and I take the microphone, a couple of things to watch for on your Monday morning. Of course, throughout the second half, the New England Patriots did have some injuries to watch for. And three main defensive cogs are guys that we're going to be watching very closely this week, especially in practice. Safety Kyle Duggar, we mentioned it earlier, the knee injury. He did not play in the second half. Definitely want to keep an eye on that. But a pair of back injuries may also weaken the middle part of the Patriots' defense. Defensive tackle Devon Gottschow and also Juwan Bentley, the linebacker, was supposed to be on the, the um, injury report with a toe injury. He was removed earlier last week right before the Patriots made the trip to uh, to Pittsburgh. So these are definitely injuries you want to watch. Juwan Bentley did get back on the field for a little bit, so I'm not sure how serious that injury is. But again, things can rear their ugly head. You never know from one moment to the next. We'll continue to monitor that here on Locked On Patriots. And of course, be wary of Godchow's injury as well. We'll definitely watch that and we'll keep a sharp eye. If you're worried about Kyle Duggar, folks, I will say this. From the reporters that we've spoken to that were on site in Pittsburgh on Sunday evening, Kyle was seen in the locker room, was seen in a jovial mood. So take that for what you will. Definitely a positive on Kyle, but we're definitely hoping for the best on all three of those guys. And once again, we will update you on their conditions and their playing status on Locked On Patriots as soon as they are available. And up next for the New England Patriots, they will return home. They will have their home opener this coming Sunday, September 25th, 
as they welcome the one and one Baltimore Ravens to New England for the team's first home game of 2022. Kickoff set for 1 p.m. from Gillette Stadium in Foxborough. But first, we are not done breaking down this victory over the Steelers. And join us tomorrow here on Locked On, uh, on Locked On Patriots. So we will go through everything that we didn't go through tonight with our main man, Thomas Murphy. Folks, I thank you for taking the time out to listen to Locked On Patriots and, of course, make us your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On Patriots is always free and available on all platforms. I'm your host, Mike DeBate. Once again, stay safe, stay well, be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone, and enjoy your victory Monday morning.